Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Positive Pessimist Podcast. It's Wrestling Wednesday. My guest today is Mitch Bimes. Mitch Bimes is a Kansas State champion. He was a two-time college All-American at Colby Community College. He's a bit of a Kansas historian as far as wrestling goes, and uh, he was a coach and athletic director. He's done it all. He was teammates with my good buddy, Brian Roberts, and I'm really looking forward to talking to him. So without any further ado, oh, by the way, I almost forgot to tell you guys, that we also have another podcast that we've been doing on Rockfin called uh, The Truthican. It was called Nonsense, and it's all about what's all the insane things going on in our country. Another comedian and I are doing it. His name is Mike Baldwin. Really funny dude, and uh, we've been enjoying doing these. And uh, so check it out. I hope you guys enjoy that. And without any further ado, let's bring in Mitch Bimes. What's up, Hi, buddy? Tim. How you doing? Good to see you, man. Yep, thanks for having me, buddy. You bet. Are you still living in Atwood? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a weird story, but yeah, I live in Wichita um, kind of half the time, and I work up here in Atwood right now. So I have a farm, and I sell seed, and I do various things. So um, nice. I'm kind of back and forth a little bit. So That's cool, man. How old were you when you started wrestling? Um, I was five years old um, here in Atwood, Kansas, and – my first coach was a guy named Gus Garcia, who was uh, originally from Douglas and got the job up here in Atwood in the late 60s, I believe, and was a, you know, all of, he's a Hall of Fame coach um, and then went on and returned after he left Atwood in the um, early 80s. He, he finished his coaching in Augusta, um, back down where he's from, and uh, he wrestled at K-State and um, – Great guy, big influence up here in Atwood. So you were a state champ by the time you were 10. Did you start out good? Oh, I don't think I was good. I, I don't think I, 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 don't, I don't ever feel like I was a natural probably, but kind of gritty maybe, you know, kind of one of them. And, you know, I got, I have a lot of second place medals and third place medals and little kids wrestling, you know, a lot of, a lot of finishes, but. You know, I had one year I won it, and I think I was 10 and under. And, uh, you know, I think I got I got several thirds and fourths, fifths, sixth plaques, you know. But I, I did have success at state, but it wasn't like some of these guys, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a little while to figure out that the state tournament was just another tournament. Like, there was three – I think I placed my second year – um, but then for three years in a row, I got beat out because, and I would have like one loss heading into state, but I would have, I would build it up in my mind. Like, this is such a big deal. And then I realized like the mats, the same size and, you know, the arena isn't necessarily where you wrestle. It's just a bigger venue. Um, and I always thought I had to wrestle differently or I don't know, harder or something. It's like, well, you've been wrestling this way all year and having success. Just just go out there and wrestle. And when I finally figured that out, I started, I think I placed every year after that, but it took me a minute. Yeah. It was always a, it was always a big event. I mean, everybody hyped it up. I had a good friend, classmate, Tom Adams, Matt Wood. He God, he never, he, he always had, a, he had good seasons and he never, never got a plaque at little kids state. I mean, I mean, for all those years, wrestled with me the whole time. And he was a two time, um, three two one a finalist in high school. Like he he you know he gets to high school and he's like gets the state tournament and it's like piece of cake. But little kids, we always struggled down there for whatever reason. But. 
Yeah, and uh, well, Kid State was just flat out tough, man. I mean, you had the it was the entire state, which I kind of wish it was that way in high school too. But I guess it would be harder to. I mean, you you might you're you're a few years younger than me, but you you might one of my favorite memories at state was when we had it in Topeka one year, and it was at Lee Arena, and it was kind of odd because it used to always be in Salina for for a long time. It was in Salina. One or two years, they snuck her over there in Hayes. But then there was one year it was in, in Topeka. And uh, my buddy, Gene Curry's, who's, uh, who would have who graduated um, high school in 89, was really a really good kid, or always really good. He was always in the finals or something. And uh, he was wrestling in the state finals against handsome Harley Race's son, Justin Race. I think his name was Justin. Right? Yeah. Is that right? Yep. And Blue and Blue Valley Wrestling Club, and I remember the Blue Valley fans had balloons, and it was like this big. It was like you know, like you know, we're all country folk out here, and you got to, and and you could just tell everybody's dressed nicer. All the Blue Valley fans were, you know, had nicer clothes, had all that kind of stuff. And uh, Gene Curry's dad, Red Curry's dad, was named. Gene also, Gene Sr. And he was a rough guy. Like he was a, he was a, you don't do what I say, I'm going to put a boot in your ass guy. <laughs> well, Justin Race and Red are wrestling the state championship. And we're all sitting there. And we had, and we had been, you know, little kids running around and getting handsome Harley Race's autograph the whole weekend. Like it was, you know, getting him to sign shoes and everything. It was like a big deal. And, it, and Har- Ray, Harley had all those, uh, Hit his, his world championship rings on. I mean, I can just still remember that. They look like big Super Bowl rings, you know. And uh, there, there was an argument at the table about a call, like in the middle of the thing. And uh, Harley or Gene went over to the to the scores table and was arguing with the referee. And Harley got up and came over. And old man Curry, our coach like squared up with old handsome Harley race. And I mean, us little kids were like, Oh my God, our coach is going to fight handsome Harley race right here. And it was going to be like, they're going to match. It was, a, it was one of those things. I'll never forget that. It was like one of the biggest things that happened. Yeah. I, I remember him being at tournaments uh, cause we were in the same area, blue Valley and Overland park area. And he would walk by and like pat me on the head and he's just a giant dude. And oh, here's a, good. here's a story that's kind of, it's kind of not related to this at all, but I was doing a driver's test one time and just the written part. And one of, one of Harley race's kids was sitting next to me, this big old dude. I think he was a boxer or something. I can't remember his name, but he kept trying to get me to help him cheat off the driver's test. And I was just like, <laughs> I would tell him the answer and he was getting mad at me because he couldn't hear me. And I wanted to go, the answers are in the back of the book. You dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know what made me that 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 story made me uh, think of that. But uh, speaking of kids wrestling, do you remember wrestling my brother in like eighth or ninth grade in the semifinals at state? Boy, yeah. Did I really? He was at one hundred and twenty-five pounds in the semifinals. Really? Did he? Did who won that? Yeah, he did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. From Bonner from Bonner Springs. Bonner Springs. Yeah. And what what year was that? You think? That was in. 88 was he a state champ was he a state champion then yeah yeah he was uh he won it the year before and he won it that year he beat sickman in the finals um 
Yeah, I know who you, I, I I can picture your brother. I know I remember that. Did he kind of okay. have a mullet? He kind of have a kind of a longer hair, maybe. Uh, yeah, then? yeah. He never he definitely never had short hair. Um, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was a full on mullet, but he definitely had some uh, yeah, right. some hair. But yeah, yeah he. Uh, yeah, see, th- there was all those Bonner Springs guys, and I I ran into s- several of them, and I don't I I remember Sickman because. I wrestled with Sickman at the high school nationals when I was at Pittsburgh, went to Pittsburgh in 91 because he was the same age, but Roberts wasn't there because you had to be a state champ. And, uh, but, but yeah, your brother, I, I just, there were so many of those Bonner Springs guys. I mean, they were, they, you guys were the, the orange and black singlets. You had to watch out for those guys back then. We, we had a good team, and my brother and I were both undefeated going into the finals, and of course I lost by a point, and then he beat Sickman, and I thought he was going to lose too because there was about five seconds left, and he stood up and and was able to catch Sickman, and he leaned over, and, and he was able to catch Sickman in a headlock and beat him five to two. I mean, there was like no time left either. It was just and, one and of those were those guys, those guys were probably back and forth. Was, there, was that a upset? Was that a – could that have went either way kind of thing? Well, I think Jimmy beat him at District 2. I mean, he was undefeated that year. He was actually a freshman in high school and was ineligible, so he went into the kids program because his grades, and it's a long story, but Jimmy was really good and probably would have won at least a couple of high school state titles, I would imagine, but we had a lot of issues at home and, and whatnot. But uh, he was never eligible. You know, my it used to drive my our high school coach insane because he had this monster in his room that right, right. was was always ineligible. Um, mm-hmm. But very talented dude. And, and when I when I told my brother who was going to be on the podcast today, he sent me the a picture of the bracket, and he was like, "This guy," and I was like, "Yeah, that dude." I'll have yeah, to you, need, you need to you need to send that to me. I'd like to I'd like to see those because I don't have very many of them, but. Okay. Yeah, I've I got. Just, I was just cleaning, very cleaning out my mom's old stuff the other day, and uh, I found a picture, and it was from state, and I'm 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 like sixth, and first place is Brian Roberts, and see, and I and I I and I sent him the picture. It was kind of right after your podcast, and I sent him the picture. I go, "Was this you?" And he goes, "Sure as hell." He goes, "I didn't know you were in my bracket." You know, this whole time. I mean. We wrestled each wrestled against each other in college, you know, and wrestled in the same team. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I had some of those old brackets too. Uh, Timor Terry was on my podcast once, and and uh, he and I are friends. I haven't talked to him in a while, but we were talking about our ten and under bracket, and man, there were so many guys in that ten and under sixty five pound bracket that ended up being high school state champs. There was probably ten of us that ended up winning a high school state title. I mean, the whole thing, we just, we were remembering some of the people in it, like Cody Rolfe and T. Moore, and I, I went 0-2 that year, um, and just tons of guys, and so uh, Kid State was freaking tough, man. It was, it was. It's a, it's a great event in Kansas. I'll tell you, the people I've talked to over over my career, when they, um, they know, like, the Kansas Little Kids um, organization is is one of the best in the nation. It, it really is. And they, it's been that way for so long. We kind of take it for granted, I think, but it's, it's really a phenomenal organization it really is USA Kansas kids. 
Yeah, I would love to go back to it. I haven't been to one in, gosh, probably since eighth grade, the last time I was in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And speaking of Jeff Sickman, I cannot get him to do this podcast, but that guy, I bet he got second at Kid State seven times. I mean, yeah. he just, he got second every freak. I don't think he ever did win Kid State, but he, he sure as really, hell got. He yeah. was really good. He was did really you, good. Did you ever wrestle Jeff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, he beat me every time. I, I don't know. We wrestled a lot. I mean, the only time we had to see each other is at state. So, but it seemed like he was always in my bracket, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he beat Maurice Gatewood one year in the semis, the year that Maurice won high school state, and then he got beat in the finals by uh, Randy Roark. Um, just every year, somebody different. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a freaking stud, and I don't know. I, I, maybe he doesn't want to be on here because I'm always bringing up how many times he got second. But <laughs> <laughs> but he was great. What got you so involved in the the history of Kansas wrestling? Oh, uh, well, it's kind of it's a weird story, but um, I just got divorced um, back in 2014, right in that ballpark, and I was living in Manhattan. But I was work started working out here in Atwood, so I'd come out here every other week when I didn't have my kids. I had my kids every other week, and so I'd stay in Manhattan when I had my kids, and I'd move come out here to Atwood. And my best friend, who I grew up wrestling with, is Scott Urban, who was a um, rest, who was a wrestling coach here in Atwood now. Um, and uh, we had this old state placer board in Atwood at the at the in the high school gym or in the wrestling room in the gym and they, and it had filled up like this, you know, cause we had state placers and the first state placer in Atwood was in 1932. And so there's, there's a big group of them all that we ran out of room on the board and he goes, Hey, we need to get a new board. We need to get, you know, make it a little, little bit bigger, but go back and re- research all these names, make sure they're right. Cause we don't, we didn't even know who put those, who, who put the names up there. Like how, how'd that happen or anything? So I started going back in the newspaper and going to the museum. Cause I had a little extra time. I started looking up all these placers and I think, I thought I had it all right. And one day I just, uh, I decided to call Keisha in Topeka and just say, Hey, you know, I'm doing this research. I'm trying to find all the state placers in that with history. Do you have, any of this information. And the gal goes, yeah, we have all of it. It's, it's in a filing cabinet in Topeka. And I'm like, it's in a filing cabinet. And they go, yeah. And so I just went there one time when I was going through Topeka, drove over there, went there and they had everything. They had all the state, the, the listings of all the state placers printed up. They had a, sometimes they'd have a whole book, a year by year book. And it was all there. But it was in this, it was actually in a filing cabinet in a drawer, like in the basement of the Keisha office in Topeka. And so I, I got it and then I had all, and then I went back and double checked and had all the Atwood ones. But then I was like, God, I have, and I ran all, I ran copies of all of it. Yeah. But then I had all that stuff. I was like, man, this sucks that this is all in just in a, in a, in the dungeon in Topeka. Like, People would want to see this, right? And so I figured out how to kind of slap together a website and I started typing. I just started typing. You know, and every night I would come home from work and I, when I didn't have my kids and I just start typing names. And that's how I started doing it. And then 
as a and, and it was pretty easy, right? At, at the beginning, it was, you know, 10 weights, four placers, and then it, one tournament, you know, until 1965. And then they split the tournament off. And then they, you know, there was two tournaments. And then, but then by the time you got, and none of that took that long, you know, it took a little bit of time to type all those names. But it, then when you get to, you know, 1992, and they went to 13 weights and six placers per weight class and four tournaments. And you, and you had, you know, by then, then it, I mean, it took, it took at least two, two and a half hours to just do, just type up one year. Yeah. And then it, then it got daunting. Then it got, then it was like, okay, I got to get this done. <laughs> then it became a job, you know? And so, but then once you got it, once I got it finally done, I mean, it's done. And then I, I finally hired a, uh, we were having trouble with the, with the, um, the speed of it. And so I finally hired a, a web outfit out of Iowa and they, they really helped me and they cleaned the whole thing. Uh, we put some pictures on it, some things like that made it, made it so you can view it more like on, on your mobile app and all that. Cause I had no, it was just, it was kind of a jumbled up mess and really slow at first, but then, and then, so yeah, that's how I mean that's how that happened. And I just kind of keep adding stuff to it. But well, I'm I'm glad you did it because I mean I'm a nerd about that stuff. And whenever I do a, a Kansas guy, especially, I'll I'll go to that website and and uh before I know it, it's it's like 1 30 in the morning. I'm like, man, I gotta go oh. to bed. <laughs> but I'm looking through all these things and seeing who who all beat who, and I'm like, man, I remember that dude, I remember that dude and and uh, yeah, it'll it'll eat your life up. Yeah, I've, I've, there's several guys that have told me, Vimes, I love your site, but that thing's a time warp. It's a time <laughs> warp. It's take your you're done. I get on that thing, and next thing I know, it's three hours later. Just yeah, looking back. But so you're one of the better guys to ask this question. Do you have an opinion on who the best high school Kansas guy ever is? Oh man, I mean, I think I think when you um, when you, it, it's almost impossible to do that, right? I, I, there's so many factors involved, and and then you know, do you do you go by just how they were in high school? Do you go how you go by just their records, you know, or do you, you know, and then and then you, then you always would get in the debate: was three two one a harder, or five a was tougher, or you know, six a wasn't that tough, or however you know you know how all those debates go. Um, Man, I there's so many good guys in so many different eras. It's it would just be to me, it's impossible to even start picking them out, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's so many factors, like you said. Yeah. Um, because you know, one classification could be weaker overall, but then one weight class may have been tough as hell. And and uh, I, I guess, I guess if you have to factor in everything, you know, like what they did after high school and everything else, it, it probably have to be Melvin Douglas, right? Because he was a world champion. It would have to be, you know, Melvin or, or is it, or is it Zach Roberson? I mean, well, I mean, Zach, there, there hasn't been many D1 national champs yeah. right, in Kansas ever. Melvin was one, but Zach was too. And he's undefeated in high school, never lost. Unbelievable. Like that's just impressive of itself. And then, and then you have, and, and then you have, uh, um, um, Myron, um, uh, God, I can't think of him right now. Um, from Winfield, 
Uh, gosh, I'm not sure who Myron is either. Think of that real quick. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll think of it. But I mean, he he was a uh, Myron Roderick. Sorry, Mar- Myron okay. Roderick. Okay. Right. He was a three-time state champ in Kansas. Went on to Oklahoma State, and he was at Winfield. And this was in the '50s. Went on to Oklahoma State and was a three-time national champion at Oklahoma State, and then was an assistant coach for one year and their coach left. And so he became a head coach at Oklahoma state at like age 23. And that first year won a national championship and is still the youngest coach in NCAA history of any sport to win a national championship. He's the youngest coach to do it in any sport, football, basketball, baseball, anything. And then he won 13 more or 12 more. Holy crap. And and you know however many however many Big Twelve titles you know or Big Eight Big Eight titles at the time. But I mean, there's that guy. There's you know him, and you're just like I don't know. Like he must have been pretty damn good. Like you know. Like, <laughs> so so there's just so many so many factors. But it, we we have a rich rich history, and and that's another thing that that site shows just how amazing that was um, to see when you when you put it all together. You know, like. One of the most interesting things to me growing up out here in Northwest Kansas is you have a lot of guys that would always say wrestling started in Northwest Kansas, right? That's what the people would always tell me. And I grew up thinking that, well, looking back at the history, that's really not true. Like it's not, it's not, not, it's not false, but it's not a hundred percent true because wrestling also started in Wichita the exact same time, exact same place. And it was almost like there was two bubbles in Kansas, Northwest Kansas in the 1920s in Wichita in the 1920s. And there was wrestling nowhere else, right? Nowhere else. It was just, it was in Wichita and up here in the corner at Northwest Kansas. And I don't really know why. I don't know. The guys in Oberlin have told me that there's a bunch of Russian, you know, there's a big Russian immigrants, you know, up in that area. Huh. They, they brought wrestling to this area. I don't know about Wichita, but when you when you watch the um, when you look at my website and you and you look at those early the the 1930 was the first state championship uh, tournament. I mean, the only teams in it were like it was Goodland, Colby, Norton, Oberlin, St. Francis, and then in Atwood, and then it was Wichita East, Wichita North, Wichita South. And maybe Hutchison, you know, it was just like it was that bubble right down there, right? And then and Douglas, sorry, Douglas, because they were they were the first state champs and, and team champs. And so, and then you could kind of see as the years went by that the those bubbles just kind of got bigger. They just kind of grew from those areas, right? And then and then pretty soon by the 1960s, there were there were teams spread out, or you had you had you had wrestling teams in Topeka then, and you had wrestling teams in um in Manhattan, finally, like, and, and you had, you know, it just, it just kind of spread out. And then that's when they decided to divide it up into classifications. And then, you know, then it just grew into every, you know, it got bigger and bigger and bigger, but that's kind of how it happened. It looked, yeah. to me, you know, tell people that, that the website address real quick. It's www.kansashswrestling.com. Okay. Kansas high school wrestling.com. Yeah. It's a great website. And, and we have to mention, if you're just talking high school, you've got to mention Bo Mains as well. 
because that guy not only went 130 and zero, but the closest match he had was six to zero against another guy who ended up winning four. Um, Dusty, gosh, I can't think of it. Dusty Spalding. Dusty Spalding yeah, he was yeah. 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 Um, and that the closest match he had was six to zero against him. He didn't give up one takedown in high school. Um, so you got to mention him too. And it's a damn it's, shame. And he was a big 12 champ, I believe. Right. And in, in, uh, yeah. Oklahoma and, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah, there yeah. were so many, so many good kids um, in that era. Yeah, the other thing I look at, I, you try not to be biased um, of the era you grew up in, and like where, when, when we have the best wrestlers in Kansas. Like, look at the eras, and I'm not biased to when I grew up because I know that in the late '80s and early '90s, we had some good guys but we are not, that was not the best time in Kansas history. I, I'll guarantee you that. But when I was coaching, I kind of feel like when I first started coaching, i kind of feel like during those times, there were so many studs in every class of every direction. It just seemed like it was crazy from that. I would say I would draw about a, you know, maybe the 1997, 98 to 2004 or five, man, I, I, I mean, you could throw a, I, I, there were so many studs that, that came through our state during that time that were not just studs in their own division, but were studs nationally and, and on the collegiate level and everything. I mean, there, there's so many good kids there. Um, but again, I was coaching then. So, you know, with my, is it just because I know all those guys that I think that I don't, I don't know. I, you try to, you know, you got to kind of watch yourself sometimes because you always think, you know, everybody was better when you were wrestling than they are now, but you, you, you know, you, you're probably wrong most of the time on that, but it, it's hard not to bring the bias into it. You know, like when I was young and watching like the brands, like, I can't imagine Spencer Lee being able to beat Terry Brands, even though maybe he could. Maybe he could have if they would have wrestled at the same time. But it seems mm -hmm. to me like Terry would have gassed him out and eventually, and he wouldn't have gotten turned and he would have beaten him. But you don't know, you know. But when I was younger and watching that, I'm like, ah, there's no way. But I'm probably wrong, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you do that. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to your own career. Um, you you finally won it your senior year. You got third as a junior. You won it your senior year, um, and that was the first time you'd won high school or won a Kansas State title since you were ten, right? So how'd that feel right. to finally get that oh, done? It, it was a relief. It was a relief. I I had a I went undefeated that year, and uh, you know we you know so twenty seven and zero never missed a match. You know, so I mean it's totally different now. These guys are wrestling sixty times a year, but. Um, you know, just had a good season, solid. I, I was, I'm not a, I was never a flashy wrestler. I, I had gotten beat uh, three times my junior year and took third at state, but I got beat by one guy three times. And, uh, and he was my nemesis, Anthony Bocanegra from uh, Leota. And, uh, you know, I'm a 152 pounder. Uh, he, which, you know, in that weight class, you run into those tall, long guys, and he was definitely that. He was pretty strong. And uh, those long – those guys with length kind of give you fit sometimes, and they, they would me. I was a fireman's carry guy, and I couldn't – I couldn't – I'd get underneath 
Bocanegra and he would, he would, uh, he would kind of punish me down there. You know, I couldn't get that. I couldn't get his hips turned on that fireman's ever, but, but in my senior year, um, I ended up wrestling at regionals where, you know, I was, like I said, the only guy that ever beat me and I beat him at regionals one to nothing. And then we met again in the, the next week at the state finals and I beat him again, five, two. So, and that was his only two losses, um, his senior year. So we, we were both undefeated or, our, our senior years of going to the regional finals and I got the monkey off my bat. So it felt real good. You know, was a, I, I got beat by one guy in two years. Right. So, I yeah. Mean, and I avenged it. And <clears throat> so it was, it was a good feeling. Yeah, that is cool. So I'm sorry. I missed that. Did you say the guy you beat in the finals was the guy that beat your junior year? Yeah. Yeah. Same guy. So, okay. He beat me three times my junior year. I beat him twice his senior year. And, That's and, awesome. He, my only three times, I mean, I only got beat by him, by him. That's it. And, uh, my junior year and then my senior year, I was the only one that beat him. So he lost. What, what did you do differently? Um, I mean, nothing. I mean, it was, they were just, they were going to be close matches. They were, you know, we, we knew each other, you know, kind of had that down. And, um, we, we saw, we see Leota, we saw Leota and, um, three times a year. Well, our, my, our senior year, he was wrestling 160 at the St. Francis tournament where we see each other. And uh, so my, our senior year, we didn't wrestle, but then he dropped down to 52 and we didn't, you know, we don't see We didn't see them rest of the year until regionals. And so um, it was just a, like I said, one to nothing match. I got away in the second period and then the whole, in the third period, I rode him out. Just, just rode him out. And he couldn't get away from me. I, you know, yeah. I just got to that point where um, I hang on, win, or if I don't, we're going into overtime, or whatever. But yeah, those those tall, lanky guys uh, gave me trouble too. You know, those guys that looked and they were always a lot stronger than they looked. You know, those guys that had muscles popping out of their ears, I found them to not be very flexible and I could turn them over pretty easy. But mm-hmm. the, the guys that didn't look like they were strong, Bobby Lashley was that way. He didn't look like much and man, he was strong as hell. Yeah, um, it's, so, it's such a misnomer. You know, you, you talk to most people who they see a little short, stocky guy and go, oh, he's going to be a good wrestler. And you're like, man, I, I'd rather have the, <laughs> I'd rather have the, the six five guy out for wrestling, you know what I mean? That was tough because yeah. man, they have such, such an advantage there to me, you know, most of the time. But you know, yeah. Um, and then you went on to Colby, which I wanted to ask you about because uh, he he offered me a scholarship, and it's still um, I, I still look back on it with regret because I never went and visited. I don't think I even returned his phone call. I just went to the closest place to me, which was Labette, and I made some lifelong friends there, but. I wish I would have gone to Colby or at least checked it out because I've heard great mm-hmm. things about it. Um, what kind of coach was Steve Lampy? Um, oh, I, I love Lampy. Lampy's a good, great guy. I mean, he's a he's a good recruiter uh, for the most part. He's got you know he's he's just you know he's such a plethora of information. I mean, he's you know he's a all he's a three time state champ himself at Colby High School. He goes to Iowa State and was on. He was an All American his senior year, but he was on a he was on two or three national title teams at Iowa State wrestling for Harold Nichols. You know the famous coach there was a teammate of Dan Gable for two years. 
right? He lived with Dan Gable his senior year when Gable was a sophomore and tells all those stories, you know. I mean, he, he just got – he's been around like the best of the best. Everywhere you go, he has the respect of, you know, everybody. And, yeah, it was, it was, it was a – you know, it was a great program. My, You know, how that how that ended up happening was we – I didn't wrestle my my freshman year of college. I didn't want to. I didn't, and I, I didn't want to. And, and partly, you know, I, I look at it now is that we were, we just weren't exposed to college wrestling. And you probably feel the same way down there a little bit. We, it, it's ne- it was never on TV. You never heard about it. We're out here. And, you know, at the time, uh, Colby had wrestling, Garden City, Juco had wrestling, Labette had wrestling, and Hayes had wrestling. That was it. You didn't know who was on the team. You didn't know anything, right? Hayes' program wasn't that good. And so it wasn't a thing. I was never like even growing up, like wrestling in college was not a, on my radar even. And then, and so I didn't go, I went to Hayes and I just, I, I you know, I didn't like, didn't like college, didn't know what I was going to do. And that, and we had a, our assistant coach at our high school was work was um, we had went back to college that year and was work was going to Colby and he was going up and working out with the college team and and Colby that year had a national champ returning or they they, they the year before I, when I was at Hayes they had a guy win nationals in the third and the fourth and all those guys were coming back but they were all small guys and so our coach calls us up and says hey Lampy's going to be calling you because he needs upper weights because they got all these studs coming back. He wants to win a national title. And my buddy Urban, who I talked about, was going to Hayes. He was playing football. And I and and he I kind of me and him did everything together growing up, but it was usually Urban telling me what to do. And this time I looked at Urban, I said, I don't know what you're gonna do if you're gonna stay and play football, but I'm going back to Colby and I'm gonna wrestle next year. That that excites me. And so it was a couple weeks later. He, you know, told me the same thing. Well, I'm going to come too. What the hell? I don't want. To play. I don't need to play football. You know, it's too hard. And so we both we both came back to Colby, and and got to wrestle on that team. And it was you know it was it was a it was amazing. And and we had a. Um, I was a 58 pounder. Like I said, we we had a Alfonso Cruz, who's from Sunnyside, Arizona, it was a 18 pounder, and he was national returning national champ. Clody Tate, who was um, from um, Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, who who is why eventually Daniel Cormier came to Colby was one of the reasons because of because of Clody Tate and their connection to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. Um, and then um, Ramiko Blackman was a 42 pounder and he's from Fort, Fort Myers, Florida. And he goes on and becomes a U.S. national runner up a couple times and he he still lives in Colorado Springs where he's worked out forever. He looks like he could, he, he's a, like a Greek God of, of his body. He's, he, uh, he's, you know, 50 years old, but he just looks, he's, it does. He's, he's, it's ridiculous. That guy is he's amazing, amazing yeah. physique. But anyway, those guys were there. I'm wrestling at 158, and I, and I get out there and, you know, there's, you had to learn your ropes and I got whipped a few times, but it was, you know, I was just kind of a hard-nosed kid, no, nothing flashy. And, and that, and that I found out, too, 
that kind of gets you farther in college than maybe it does in high school. You know, when you, when, when you get to that level, that toughness factor is a bigger deal probably. But then what had happened was over the, I got recruited at 58, but what happened was uh, there was a school in North Carolina who dropped their wrestling program over the summer. And so a guy named Brian Roberts shows up to practice the first day in Colby, right? Now, Brian was going to go to North Carolina? Yeah, he was at, He was already going to a school there. Okay. He'd already been there a year. They dropped their program last minute in the summer. So he transfers to Colby because he's needing a place to wrestle. But he couldn't wrestle till after the first semester, right? And so – but he's practicing, and it's like, you know, we have a good room. You know, Sean Fox is uh, from um, Fredonia, the state champion, is at 150. We had another Arizona, Sunnyside, Arizona kid at 67. And then Urban was wrestling heavyweight. But um, after Christmas, Roberts is eligible. And so, and he's in my weight and he beats me off the team, you know, and it's like, well, I just slip up. And then the week went by, try it again. He beats me off the team again. And so I went from Hayes, I'm coming back to Colby all fired up, going to wrestle. And then it was like, man, this, you know, now, now I'm just practicing. And it was like, it was pretty tough. It was, it was a hard pill to swallow. Right. And because I couldn't beat Roberts. I mean, he, he was, he was a little bit, I mean, all matches were closed, but you know, he, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't shake him, you know? And so it was tough. It was one of those moments where you're like, I could see where you could go either way. Like you quit or you just give up or you quit working hard or whatever. And I, and, and I don't know, you know, I was 20, 20 year old kid, but you know, I think I just kept kind of grinding it out. I kept going to practice, kept doing those things. And at the, the first week of February, um, we're wrestling garden city in a duel. It was right before regionals. And, uh, Garden City had not lost a duel in 50, 50 times, right? Wow. And so Lampy wanted to beat him. He thought we could beat him. And, and that week, our 77-pounder quit, okay? And so Lampy comes to me that week and says, I need you to wrestle 77 against Garden City. And it was at Garden City. Roberts is wrestling Johnny McCrary from, from – uh, Wellington, all state champ. Those guys are the same age. We probably wrestled in high school some. At 77, Garden City had this kid, Kyle Vanderf, who's from Virginia, who was ranked number one in the nation, right? And that's who I had. And I, and I, I mean, I was not weighing 58, but I had to bump up to 77, which is a different, different beast. And um, so I go up. So I, and, and my whole goal was to just not get pinned, right? Just don't get pinned. We're, it was a duel. We got to save all these points as we can. Bimes don't get pinned. That's it. It isn't, hey, go out there and win. It ain't that. It's just don't get pinned by the guy. He's number one in the nation. And so I did. I was out there and dance. I danced with this guy for, forever. I mean, I ran from him. I did, did all that stuff. And he's ahead eight to nothing. And right at the end, I even did, I just, so like about 30 seconds left. I mean, he just pounded me on top. I couldn't do anything right in the legs. Right at the end, I started doing sit out, sit out, sit out, sit. Out. I finally stood up 
and made it eight to one. So he ended up not even getting a major on me. Okay. And then we ended up, we ended up winning anyway, because at the end, urban, urban pinned his heavyweight in the finals to win the duel and everybody went crazy, but we did beat garden city that year. It was, it was pretty, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, but that next week, that next week is regionals, right? And so this is, this is how crazy things get in this sport and how, how you go from obscurity sometimes to, I mean, I'm not saying fame, but all of a sudden you get a little notoriety, but I, I get drawn in at regionals, right? And, and we have a seven team regional. So only the top two guys go, there's no, there's no wild cards. There's no, none of that business. It's, there was only seven teams there. And if the first place guy hadn't wrestled the guy who got third, there was another match after that. Or, I mean, sorry, if the second place guy after the finals hadn't wrestled the third place guy in that tournament, there was another challenge match Okay. after the finals. And whoever won that goes to the national tournament. The other guy goes home. It was like that. It was, yeah. uh, it was brutal. But I get drawn in. I, I wrestled Kyle Vandruff again. Garden City, right off the bat. He's number one seed. I'm eight. The other guys, though, on the bracket, all were doing that, you know, backing off. They all wanted to be on the other side of the bracket. So there was like three studs down there, like three pretty good kids. Western Wyoming kid and and Northeast Oklahoma kid was there. There was there was three studs down there, big, big dudes. And I got Vandruff. And, again, I to this day, I don't know. I, I, I could – I, I've w- watched that video after that a million times. I, I don't understand it really, but I mean, I, it was like a three to two match after the first period. I was like just hanging in there kind of deal. He was still kind of doing whatever he wanted. And, and all of a sudden there was like about halfway through the second period. I, I really still don't know what happened, but I was beating him. I started beating him. And then I, I got on top of him and he couldn't get away from me. And then the next thing you know, you know, I'm I'm like tied with him. And we're going we're going into like the third period. And and I get a reversal on him and I'm ahead by a point or two. And you can still see like Coach Lean from Garden City and these guys started like getting nervous. It was like, now wait a second. Now now they kind of started getting nervous. And I put him in a bar arm and a half and I turned him over and stuck him. Nice in the, in the regional. First round of regionals, right? And the crowd, it's in Colby, and the, everybody just goes nuts. Lampy picks me, runs out there and picks me up and everything. Um, well, because of the way that bracket was set up, the next guy was no good. The next guy I had in the semis, he was no good. He he was like, because all the other guys were trying to get on the way from the number one guy, you know, the Garden City. And so I T-fall him. And I'm in the finals of the regional tournament. And so – all those guys had to wrestle that Vandruff guy coming out the backside and he, and he beats all those studs, those other good kids. And he gets third, like, and so he's sitting there at third. And so I'm in, I'm like before the finals, like I'm in the national tournament. Like there's no way I'm not going to get in. If I lose Vandruff, the third place guy had already wrestled me. So there's going to be no challenge. If I win, I'm in, I got first. So I'm in, right? 
but the the Wyoming kid would have had to challenge the Garden City kid. And so Lampy, my coach, does not want me to wrestle. He wants me to just forefoot. Because that way the Garden City kid doesn't go to nationals, you see. There's no chance. Like yeah. If I, just, if I get second, there's no way Garden City goes. And he and he hated Garden City so bad. He was sure <laughs> that happened than me get first. And I, I keep telling him, I go, come on, Lamp, I gotta, you gotta give me a chance here, man. You gotta, you gotta let me wrestle, you know. And uh, he's like, as soon as something happens, man, I'm throwing in the towel. Well, I get I, about the second period, I get cut in the eye, and I got, I had to end up getting stitches. But I, I go out there, and he's like, it's over, and he throws a towel in. And I, and I went out and grabbed the towel, and I bring it back. Come on, man, you gotta let me keep wrestling. And uh, so he taped me up, but I ended up getting beat. I mean, I got beat seven to two, you know, just overhorsed you know at some point you know that kid, yeah that kid was like six five you know six six hundred seventy seven pounder you know and i just couldn't hang but anyway that was that's my story on that deal that's how crazy like i said how crazy that works because i mean i it was like that beginning of january roberts comes back i'm like dead i'm like dead in the water i can't even i don't even want to maybe do this anymore but i just kept kept going back kept going back kept going back and then something good happens out of it so, yeah, and what's even crazier is the next week I get on a roll at nationals and I start winning. I win, I win a couple matches and end up getting eighth place all American at 177 pounds. And Roberts, who was better than me, was at 58 and he didn't place. Oh wow! And he, his bracket was just loaded with studs, right? Just loaded. And I and I'm up there at 77 where I'm, and I and I was a little bit faster than I was used to at 58, right? I was. You know, the 58-pounders were quicker than me, better athletes. And I'm up at 77. There were some things that worked for me that wouldn't have worked, you know, down below. And I guess it just worked out that way. It's just just wild. So, What a great freaking story, man. And so the, and then the next year, um, I um, Roberts gets hurt, right? He, he had that big accident. And he didn't wrestle. And he hurt his knee. He had a couple of bad things happen, but he, he ended up blowing his knee out. So he did not wrestle. And so our team was bad. Like we we had a we had a rough rough go with recruiting and stuff. And but I did drop down to fifty eight. Felt great. Had a had a good season. Really really good season. They had me ranked number one in the nation for a while. But that that was just because of what had happened at seventy seven. And they were I don't know if they put much thought into it even. But you know they were like, oh he's a seventy seven pounder and. All American. He's going to 58. He's must be really good, but it what it, it shouldn't have been that way ever. But but anyway, I get I get down there. And I I made it to semifinals. Had a ran into the national champ buzzsaw and beat the piss out of me, and that was it. You know, so I I did beat Matt Hughes that year though in a tournament. So from uh, the old Penn w. State. No, uh, Matt Hughes, the uh, MMA champ. The okay, uh, cool. At the Labette takedown, Labette takedown tournament, actually. Yeah, that's where that was at, 1994. What did you end up placing that year? Um, I got fifth. Okay. I, I, I should have, I mean, I, you know, I should have, could have, would have. The, the second place guy, Frank Trigg, went on to wrestle Oklahoma, and he beat me in the Colby finals <clears throat> that year. And, <clears throat> I mean, I probably, you know, I'd have liked to wrestle him again, but he he beat me already that year. But my the next man, I should I should have been third. I mean, I was I was good. I was right there with those top guys. I just got whooped, you know. So yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I had a I had a bad match in that constellation semis and lost by a point. And it was just dumb. It was just dumb stuff and ended up getting um, I wanted to ask did in that duel with Garden City, did uh Roberts beat McCur uh Johnny McCurry? No, McCurdy beat him. Okay. It was a ball buster match, tight, you know, that kind of thing. But you know, McCurry's this much taller than Roberts. I mean, Robert's so short, he's quite a bit shorter than me, and Johnny's Johnny's pretty long. That's a tough that was a tough matchup for him for Brian, you know. Yeah. But they were always always close, but he's a tough son of a bitch, isn't he, Brian Roberts? Yeah. He he really is. <laughs> and just and just hard nosed and he has yeah. a, he has a he has a big motor on him. He'll just go go go, you know. Yeah, I, I've told this story every podcast I get a chance. But when I was because he was I don't know I graduated '94, so he's a few years older than me. But I, I would go to parties or something in Turner, and those kids loved to fight, and they would jump you too. I mean, they they didn't care. They would jump you and just beat the crap out of you. And the first thing I would say when I would go to anywhere where there were Turner people was, "I'm friends with Brian Roberts," and they'd be like, "All right." it was like my he was like my free pass um all right you can hang out here then because we don't want roberts to kick our ass (laughs) i believe it um let's see where do i go from here so did you want to wrestle after that did you wrestle after that i didn't i was just kind of spent you know i I felt like i got to that point where i kind of knew where i was at you know what could i have maybe been a um and I, I knew enough wrestling then too, you know, I, I was kind of in the D one stuff and I, I knew those guys were like the cream of the cream, right. They were the top. They were, they're like the NFL. They're, they're the, they're wrestling's NFL guys, right. The yeah. D one wrestlers, there's no question. And so, you know, you, you wrestle enough around and see who beats who and who, you know, and, you, and some of these opens you wrestle some D one guys and any, you, you know, you realize that, Hey, I'm not a, I'm not a D one wrestler. You know, I'm not, you know, it's like, I'm not an NFL player. I'm a football player. I'm a good football player, but I'm not an NFL guy. And that's how I, that's how I got. So could, you know, could I went division two? Sure. Could have wrestled there. Could I have been all American? Could I have been a national champ? Probably not. Could I have been a all American maybe. Um, but I didn't have the heart to do it, you know, cause it's just yeah. so much work. So it's so hard, you know? And, and uh, yeah. And so, and so I, I kind of, I kind of just gave it up, and I went to K State. I wanted to go to K State at the time anyway. And um, again, if it, if they had had wrestling, I absolutely I'd have walked on at K State. I mean, absolutely, hundred percent. But you know, we don't we don't have that option. So you know, I got my got my teaching degree and and started coaching. Got my first teaching job was a head coaching job, and went from there. So. It's too bad that K-State doesn't have a program because I think just with the Kansas talent alone, they would have some pretty good guys. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you you have a good base of of kids, and then you you know, you you go out and recruit two or three studs from wherever, and you, you would have a you'd have a team in no time. And and no matter which school, KU, K-State, or Wichita State, um I would almost guarantee you they're going to have a national champ in the first five years. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, I, I, cause you'd be wrestling the big 12, you'd be, you'd be competing against the, the best of the nation all the time, week in, week out. I mean, you're going to, you're going to stumble up and accidentally get a national champ. Yeah. And, and I just don't know why they don't do it other than money, but I still think we could wrestling people could raise the money. 
I just yeah. think we could raise enough money to to do it. But. Yeah, I ended up graduating from K-State, too. We, we missed each other uh, by a couple of years in a lot of ways. And I'm going to try to get Steve Lampy on my podcast now. I would love to talk to him, especially I didn't know he was Gable's roommate and all that stuff. But I'd yeah, also he, used like to, to- he used to say that after practice, they'd come home and, and eat. Somebody somebody cook him dinner. And then Gable would um, run up and down the stairs for like hours. They had these big stairway going up to their apartment. And he said he would run up and down the stairs and then like every five or, or every 10 minutes, he would have Lampy jump on his back and he'd run up and down with Lampy because Lampy's just a little bitty dude. He's still tiny, you know? And so, yeah, Gable okay. would have Lampy run up and down. <laughs> time. I'm going to get a hold of him. I'd love to talk to him. I'd love to apologize to him for never getting a hold of him or anything, but yeah. Um, Who's the best guy, in your opinion, that you ever wrestled, or the, the toughest or the best? Well, I mean, the the guy coming off the top of my head was is uh, um, Steve Maner- Steve uh, Martin Martinari, I think his name was, is who beat me in the national semifinals. He was from um, he wrestled for North Idaho national champ and was from Colorado. He's from Brighton, Colorado, I think was a four time state champ. And he, he beat me. He beat me pretty good. And, and that year I was, I was a pretty good wrestler. You know, I'd wrestled tough and if I lost, it was close, but didn't lose very many. And he beat the tar out of me that day. Yeah. But, would you say that uh would you say what would you say is tougher coaching or actually wrestling um oh coaching i think coaching by far i mean yeah. it just takes if if you're if you're really into it and do doing all the things it just takes you, you're thinking about it constantly you know and when when you're wrestling it's just it's more just you so you know you can you can handle a lot of things easier by yourself if you're just if it's just you but when you're trying to deal with other all these other kids and parents and everything else it just makes it so much harder do you have any kids that wrestled um uh, my own yeah my my son my oldest son he's 20 right now he 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 was born with a real serious heart defect so he's he's never been able to do any sports okay so uh and then then i have a daughter who's a freshman and and she's she's as a wrestler or anything but and then my with in my second marriage we just we've been married five years but we just had a we had a kid um not that long ago so he's three <laughs> so i'm gonna be doing this i'm gonna be doing this a while i don't know i don't know if he'll wrestle or not but he's he's got the um i'm trying to i'm i'm trying to get him there i think he'll i think he'll be all right he's pretty solid and He's a tough little dude already, so we'll see. Yeah, well, my boy's four and a half, and uh, I, I can tell he's going to be some sort of athlete. I just don't know what kind, and you never know. Maybe he'll end up wrestling someday. Yeah, exactly. Probably will. <laughs> Probably will. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i tell him to watch out for the Bonner Springs kids. I don't know if you're still there, but no, we're in California now, but I don't, oh, okay, I, okay. I don't, I don't know that we're going to stay here, especially if their politics continues to be just get right. crazier all the time, but um, right. I tell people all the time, California is, uh, it's a great state for a lot of reasons. Um, I say the, the traffic's, the, the weather's enough reason to live here and the traffic's enough reason to move away. Mm-hmm. Um, and our politics is insane, but we won't get into all that. 
Um, what would you say your favorite accomplishment is in wrestling? You were state champ and all American two times. You have a favorite? Oh, I don't know. Those, um, I really did enjoy coaching. I felt like I, I felt like I was a pretty good coach. I, you know, I'm, I'm not one of the legacy guys by any means, but, um, it was, it was a lot of fun when I did it. You know, I coached, I coached a couple years in uh, Russell and, uh, took over a program that, you know, Vic Lysak had been there for a bunch of years and he was, you know, looking for a way out finally. And he did. And, you know, I got some kids excited about it again and whatnot. Um, um, we had a, and then, then when I got, I, I went to Texas, um, there was a kid, there was a guy from Plano, Texas, like Texas started, was starting um, re- make wrestling an official sport in the year 2000. And so they were all these ADs and stuff from these high schools in Texas were coming up to Kansas recruiting coaches during that time. And there was a, there was a guy from Russell high school who had been a coach in Texas forever because they had wrestling. It just wasn't an official sport yet, but all these schools were going to start adding it. And so he got a hold of me and told me to come down and interview. He goes, just come down. I can get you, I can get you interview. I can tell you where to go, where not to go. So he got me an interview and hell, they hired me, you know, and, and the pay was like, I mean, it wasn't twice what I was making in Kansas, but it was quite a bit. Like it was quite a bit. And so I got to go do that one year. And that was a blast. I mean, I started a program from scratch at a school of 2,500 kids and they thought we'd have 12 kids out, no girls. Because when they when Texas started, they had girls and boys separate. They, they did it like Kansas has it now, finally. But they, they did that from the start. And, uh, and so I coached football. I coached freshman football. I was a freshman B-team defensive coordinator on this staff of 15 guys. I mean, Texas football is insane, right? Our first game, varsity game, was at Texas Stadium at, you know, Cowboys old, the old stadium is nuts. But at the end of the year, this, our coach was Johnny Ringo. And he didn't know anything about wrestling, but he kept asking me throughout the year. And he kind of liked me, I think. But at the end of the year, he tells his team, hey, if you guys, you know, I've been talking to Bonds about this wrestling thing. He goes, some of you guys want to do something. He goes, normally we don't promote, you know, they want you to lift weights and train football year round. They go, why don't you try this wrestling thing, wrestling thing, you know, Johnny with his Texas twang. And uh, so shit, I ended up having like 80 kids come out for wrestling. I had no, I had no assistant coach. I had 12 girls come out who were, who were dang, um, looked like cheerleaders. Most of them and that didn't know anything about wrestling. And, and I had all these kids and we had to go over to the YMCA, you know, a, a few blocks away from the high school to, to, to practice I mean, it was nuts. On one mat, they gave me one mat. I had to do all this by myself. It was crazy. And so, but you know, I just got through that. Just get, kept kept getting through it. And and there were some kids that year that were unbelievable first year talent. Unbelievable. Like I, I, I guys, you, me growing up, I wouldn't. I, I would never have been able to succeed in wrestling without doing it. Like for lot of years as a kid you know yeah some of these guys were able to pick that up just because of their athletic ability it was unreal i i, I there's still some guys i think about all the time a patterson cheaty and uh from 
His his parents grew up he was born in Nigeria, and he was a 189 pounder. I mean, just a beast. And by the time the end of the year, I mean that guy was like unbelievable. Now he didn't he didn't make the state, but he was he was unbelievable. And there there was a few of those. And really, I think when I came back from Colby, I think that helped me because I realized that there's more ways more ways than one to skin this cat, and that. You know, you wanted to get your best athletes out for this sport because that's, yeah. that's who succeeds, you know. And it it's a huge advantage if you start early and you're a great athlete. That's a huge advantage. But you don't have to do it that way. You know, you don't have to. Now, if yeah. you're not a very good athlete and you don't start to your freshman, it's going to be rough. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's going to be tough. Now, if you, now are you going to be pretty good by the time you're senior? Yeah, you could be pretty good if you work at it, you know, and everything. But – it's going to, you're going to take some lumps for a while. Yeah. Well, one of the last questions I'll ask you, and you touched on it a second ago, and I wanted to ask you earlier and I forgot. um, It might be an easier question to answer. What was the best or one of the best teams in Kansas history? Best teams. And well, the thing everybody talks about right now is Hoxie, right? Um, But, uh, I, I don't know. There, I mean, when I was coaching out here in Colby, we had to wrestle the 2003 Hoxie team, which I don't know, man. I, I would like to see the 03 and the 23 team wrestle because I, I would put my money on the 03 because I thought those guys were unbelievable at the time. Um, we also wrestled um, when I was uh, – my last year at Colby, we had a big dual tournament out here, and, and uh, Goddard came up. And uh, that year – Tyler Caldwell and Bo's Beard were both freshmen. And I and I, you know, I apologize to all those Goddard guys because their team was unbelievable. Uh Ryan Jilka was their coach. I don't I don't remember who else was like off the top of my head, I don't remember all the other guys, but they were real good too. <clears throat> but Caldwell and Beard, I mean, gee, I mean, they were as freshmen, unreal. Like just 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 beat beaters. You know, we had a we had a senior who ended up second state. And I mean, Bo's beards. This, I mean, you're talking December. This, this was the first week of December, and so this is Bo's beards, like second, third, fourth tournament or match in high school. He's wrestling our kid who was going to be a second place in the state in four A, and Beard just t falls him, just beats a tar out of him. He's a wow, true freshman. I mean, those guys were those guys were so good. I think Caldwell wrestled like, I think that whole weekend we had. Everybody wrestled six or seven times. I bet. I bet he didn't even wrestle six minutes. Called was a wow. freshman. Yeah, he was so good. So, um, that's that's what that's something that I love about this sport is there's so many stories and there's so many dudes. Yeah. There's so many great guys that that you can one up. You know that you're like, man, that dude was so great, and then you're like, well, I know a guy who kicked his ass, and you're like, wow, you yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, you, I, I just off the top of my head, I mean, all these different stories, but like, um, so, and I still I, did. You you had Jeff Boyle on, didn't you? Yeah. Is that true? Because I've always heard this that his his statistics his senior year was he had zero escapes, zero reversals, zero near fall threes, zero. Near fall twos, but his 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 statistics, he had thirty two takedowns and thirty two falls, and was thirty two and zero. Is that true? 
you know, I can't speak to all those statistics, but I know that there was only one guy that made it into the second period. And that was at the state finals, and he did, and then Boyle took top and then pinned him. I believe I believe you're right. I can't I, I would but have to go guy, back and the guy did not score in that match. Like and but I don't think Boyle did either. I think he got to take I think he took the guy down and rode him out. Yeah. And then in the second period, he won the flip and took top and then pinned the guy. Well, that's that's what kind of what I'm speaking to. Like I was watching some duel and and you know, I I'm kind of a nerd about Kansas wrestling and wrestling in general. And I remember the announcer talking about the best wrestler he'd ever seen from Kansas was Jeff the Creature Boyle. And I was like, who the hell is that? I'd never even heard of that guy. And then I started looking him up and I'm like, holy crap, this dude was a freaking monster. Oh, um, played in the NFL. I mean, he, you know, just a bona fide freak. Yeah, we um, got to see like when in the in the when I was coaching at Colby, I mean, even out here in Northwest Kansas, there were some studs. Uh got to see Jeff Harenick from Atwood wrestling Jordan Bador from Goodland, like in the league finals. Both those guys division one football players, right? Like it's just when you see when that's going on, you're like, oh my God, like these guys are, you know, just it's just crazy, right? Um, you know, one of the uh, Bo Tillman, um, I'm just thinking of some of the matches I always used to watch. Bo Tillman versus uh, – Chris Pratt? No, Bo Tillman versus um, – yeah, Bo Tillman from Pratt but um, versus Jeremy Long, 4A State Finals. I mean, Tillman just beating the tar out Long, and then Long throws that headlock, pins him. Uh, Johnny Lyra versus um, – from Ulysses versus uh, um, Earl Jones with the, with the one leg. Earl, who – who was unbelievable, but everybody, like I kind of thought Johnny was going to be able to, or not Johnny or Corey Lyra, Johnny's his dad. Um, Corey Lyra was it going to be able to, you know, do his front headlock spin around him because he around that and he would spin on that where the, where the leg, the short leg was at, you know, and be able to get around, turn the corner, but he couldn't, you know, he couldn't, um, Jones was just too quick. He couldn't on that leg. He could still scoot enough and, and control it, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I, you, you've seen, I've seen, seen a lot and haven't even seen a, a fraction of it. You know, I haven't even seen a fraction of, of all the good wrestling that's happened in our state. Yeah. But like I said, get, get on that website, man. Look, cause it, it's, it's fun. To, it's just, like I said, it's, it's a time warp. It's, but it's so much fun. And, we have such a great history and I'm glad it's out there where everybody can see it. And it's not inside a dang filing cabinet anymore, you know? Yeah. And tell people what it is one more time. It's www.kansashswrestling.com all together there. So. Okay. Well, man, if my wife and son weren't coming home soon and he's four, so he doesn't understand, he'd be pounding on the door and he'd be like, daddy, daddy, get out here. But um, I could talk to you all freaking day. And I knew that, I knew that it was going to be a good podcast just because you know so much about it. And, and then when I found out you wrestled my brother and, and I'm, uh, I'm glad you said that about your brother. Cause that was a guy I I've seen pictures of, I've, I know the I've, I've seen the picture of me on the podium with him, but I didn't, I, I was always like, who was that guy? Cause I, I could not remember. I could, I couldn't remember Jim, Jim, right. You said, mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he goes by Jimmy, but yeah. yeah, I could not remember his name, but yes, I remember him, and I because I've seen the picture a million times. Sickman's second, he's on there. I don't remember the other guys, but show, send me the picture of that bracket because I 
okay rekindle some memories so I, I will for sure and uh yeah my brother's one of the you know there's and wrestling's full of those stories like the guys who could have been you know my brother's one of those dudes um but you know we all have we all have those stories i guess but he's definitely oh, one of them yep. yeah um so yeah man i've enjoyed the hell out of talking to you is there anything else you'd like to say before i let you go no i don't think so thanks for all you do man we'll just try to keep promoting kansas wrestling until we until we get a d1 program right we can all go down and watch that and, and yeah well they're in they're in uh kansas city next year the nca so oh, i'll probably I, i'd so love excited. to meet you are you gonna go oh yeah yeah we went to tulsa this year and just okay. love, love that event love that event my only complaint if that's what you'd call it is that there's so much going on I miss so much because I'm, you know, I'll see somebody wrestling and I'm like, oh shit, they're wrestling over here. And I'll look over and I'll look back and it'll be seven to two. And I'm like, what the hell happened? You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I, a good problem. I still think, I mean, this is kind of a weird stat. I don't know. Most people don't even think about this, but I still think I'm the only Kansas coach. And, and this has nothing to do with me. This is just being lucky, being blessed. But I'm just saying, I think I'm the only Kansas coach to coach two division one all Americans in college. I think I'm the oh, only yeah. one. Who are they? Um Eric Ludke and Matt Murray at Colby. Both of them Okay. I don't think there's been an I don't think there's another high school coach that's coached two. Nice. So I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing, but I've I've enjoyed it. I used and I wasn't coaching when they were both in in college. So I gotta go watch gotta watch the tournaments and stuff. So it was, it was Yeah. Fun. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, yeah, I don't coach, at least not to this point in my life. Maybe when my boy gets a little older, I'm going to take him to kids' practice and maybe I'll be able to coach there or something. But this mm -hmm. is my, this is one of my ways of giving back to a sport that in a lot of ways saved my life, you know, looking back on my childhood and all that. Um, if it wasn't for wrestling, I don't know where I'd be, but it probably wouldn't be very good. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and you know, in your parent or for our parents and coaches and all that, it, it wasn't like, fun probably to do this every weekend but i yeah. i don't even i can't imagine not growing up doing this i just can't i it would be weird like to what what what, do, what does everybody do on saturdays you know what do they do you don't go to all, all all winter long you know so i you know i don't know and 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 any in and parents anymore do so much more right these they're taking their kids year round now places you know and, yeah yeah, my best my best memories were my brother and I would usually win kids tournaments and and we would come home and my parents didn't get along very well, but they usually did on those Saturdays and we'd make taco salad. My dad would engrave our medals and those are my best childhood memories. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I, 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 I didn't I didn't realize at the time how much I was going to miss kids wrestling, but holy crap, it was some of the most fun times of my entire life. Yeah, and when you and when you would grow up, you you would you know run into people that you'd wrestled or you know whatever, and you there's there's that there's a respect thing there. There's such a respect thing there between wrestlers, you know. Yeah. You know, when you're competing against them, you don't like them, right? You you want to beat them, and you don't you don't like the other guy. But at the end of the day, when that's all said and done, man, there's there's a utmost respect to anybody that goes out there on a mat because it's not fun all the time. You know, it's yeah. not fun. It's, it's not fun very much of the time, really. If you got, truthful, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's fun once in a while. Like you, even to get in your hand raised, it isn't, that isn't that much fun as much as the work you put in, but, but you, 
you know, it's, it becomes kind of part of what you do, I guess, you know, so. Yeah, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, I hope my son wrestles because it's one of the few things I was pretty good at and I know a fair amount about, but it's not for everyone. I'm like, you know, I was pretty good at it and hated it most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. You wonder about those one guys that aren't very good that just keep going. You're like, I know. They, how do they keep doing that? I know, <laughs> but thank God for them. Cause they made some of us look really good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Helps our records a little bit. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Well, I've really enjoyed talking to you. This has been one of my favorite podcasts. It really has. And, uh, so yeah, I'll let you know when it's out and you can share it and everything. And, uh, yeah, God bless you. Okay. Thanks. Right, brother. You bet. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody, Mitch Bimes. I uh, really, really enjoyed that. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, check, Make sure you check out his website. I've already forgotten it. I'm so damn bad about everything. KansasHighSchoolWrestling.com, I believe. I don't think he said Kansas State High School Wrestling. But anyway, he said it a couple of different times, and I should have put it on the thing scrolling across the bottom there. But go to that website and check it out if you're a Kansas wrestling fan. Um all the state champions and I believe the people, I believe all the placers are on there. It's just a, a wealth of knowledge. And uh, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed that podcast. Um, make sure you check out my other podcast. I would really appreciate it. I've got to get better about promoting those things. It's called the truth again. And uh, I think we're pretty funny on it. And we also bring, uh, we talk about a lot of things that uh, the media in this country does not talk about. And uh, I'm of the opinion that our media is pretty corrupt. And this is a wrestling podcast. So won't get too far into it. Um, but check it out. I think you might enjoy it. And uh, yeah, it's always going to make it happen. M-A-C-A-N-It-Happen.com. Help out little Bo Macon and his family. And yeah, pimp these podcasts. Share them if you enjoyed them. And I appreciate all you guys for tuning in. And take care. God bless all of you. Have a good day. Goodbye.